Hey, welcome back, Sarosh. In our ongoing discussion around how to be a product manager, this discussion was intended to be for ten minutes, but you came up with such interesting answers that I have to make it a mini series now. So, welcome to the mini. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Sarosh, this is an amazing thing which we are doing. I, I'm hoping someone would uh, binge listen it, and if you, the listener, if you are listening to it and you are binge listening it, please. Uh, reach out to me at Tanay Pratap and Sarosh. I'll put his handles in the in the show description and tell us how you liked it because this is uh, this is eleven eleven p.m. We have completed our office full day and we are recording this now. Think that this would be useful and interesting for a lot of people out there. So do reach out to us if you find it interesting and useful. And we'll go back to our questions. Ooh, Sarosh. So you were talking about this thing. and then you talked about pacing and i thought hey this is a great question i i i read about it on quora about everywhere is people want to do side hustle sarosh these days if they want to create their own saas product they want to do that subscription model you know and they want that uh, the the lure of getting per month some money getting into your account without doing work has books like 4 hour work week become best sellers right now So, so suppose if someone wants to do a saas product and uh, and this guy is an entrepreneur kind of so he is the product he is the ux he might be the developer he might not be the developer i'm not sure about it but suppose you have a saas mm-hmm. product how would you think about pricing the saas right or how would you think about pricing what are your frameworks around it let's talk about it a little bit hmm the great question i think uh, this deserves like its own own podcast itself how do you price uh, products So there are there are there are a lot of uh, ideologies around pricing. So there's something called uh, uh, value-based pricing. Uh, value-based pricing is a concept where you price your product based on what you think the value is going to be given to the customer. Uh, there's also cost-based pricing. Uh, cost-based pricing is a concept where uh, uh, you know you incurred a certain amount of cost in building the product. You put a an X percent markup on that product and then you sell it. So that way you have a, you know what margin you're going to make. um so typically cost based pricing is a is a kind of a dated model you this used to be common in the olden days of manufactured products uh value based pricing is where the mo- world is moving to today and the, in fact this whole subscription model is an example of value based pricing in action uh so what you want to do is really try to put a price on what you think the customer will be willing to pay to get this value Having said that, it's very important when you get into pricing uh, that you understand the whole cost structure of the product. Uh, a small warning: I'm entering into territories of uh, financial accounting 101. Uh, so, if any of your listeners are studying commerce or business, then they'll relate with this. But I think, uh, I think as engineers, we don't have enough of uh, of an exposure to this. But these are really good skills to learn to understand how how money works in the real world, right? So, I'll probably touch a little bit upon that. Does that sound okay? Please, please dump it down for for the rest of us. <laughs> no, I I will dump it down because actually, to be honest, uh, this is a completely different field for me as well. This these are things that I've picked up during my MBA and on my job. Uh, I did a few modeling, financial modeling exercises for Outlook. So uh, a lot of the things I will talk about is also going to be from uh, practical knowledge and less of theory. So yeah, please, please uh, don't hold don't hold me at gunpoint if I you know probably uh, give a wrong theory or use the wrong term. So. Yeah. So basically, no, we just this is a perspective show. Just share your perspective. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. Right. Yeah. 
it's the first thing you want to do when you get into pricing is understand the cost of that has been involved in in building a product uh, because the last thing you want to do is you don't want to price your product at less than cost uh, there are examples where people do this uh, but ideally you want to understand how much money it took for, took for you to build the product so that you can understand how much to price it at so when you look at costing there are two big costs there's the fixed cost and the variable cost uh fixed cost is as the name suggests it's the kind of the the, the one time payment that you do to get your things up and build the product the variable cost is the uh is a cost that you incur on a variable basis either monthly weekly yearly whatever it is so first thing that you should do is understand what is the cost of uh building the product usually it is the salaries of the developer the cost that you've uh, spent to you know host your product probably on an azure uh, space or you know compute that you you're, you're purchasing uh these are the typical costs that go in what uh you should also account for is your time uh you are probably spending x hours on this project uh you should have some sort of uh, some sense of what is the opportunity cost for this time uh and all of this has to be factored in to define the entire cost of the product so once you have mm-hmm. that uh that tells you that no matter what happens i'm not going to price my product uh, and below this the next thing you want to do is get into the pricing side uh you want can i have a counter question yes sure this so, yeah <laughs> so the question which i have is you said we should not sell the product below the pricing model but there are a lot of startups which put you, you know drain uh, a lot of money into pricing it subsidizing the product so that you get more users around it do you want to touch upon that for say next 60 seconds yeah so yeah that's why i purposely did not want to talk about it but it's a good question i think it's become very common now uh traditional uh, method would not allow us to do this but now it's happening hello so the time of the customer you have to derive hey tane hey we lost you for like 10 seconds there can you repeat oops so hello. did you hear me talk about lifetime value hello can you hear me no 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 we didn't uh, we I, i didn't hear you for the lifetime value thing it's okay. you, when you started answering the question we lost you there okay so i, I was just saying that uh, yeah okay so i'm just going to recap a bit i was just saying that um you you see this a very it's become very common nowadays in the tech uh, space where uh we are willing to you know sell something at lower than cost just to acquire the customer and the mm-hmm. and the idea here is that uh there is a large lifetime value that you are expecting from the customer it's actually called ltv or the lifetime value of the customer uh the hope is that even though you are acquiring the customer now for this particular product you can then cross sell and just get more out of the customer in the long run and therefore you're willing to price your product at lower than cost because in the long run you're hoping to recover everything both the cost and then actually get a gain out of it is actually a, a real real example of this it's called the uh, gillette razor strategy i think it's it's something like that so basically when you buy a, a shaving razor right the the handle of the uh, the, the gillette i don't know what you call it the actual handle and the razor are priced very mm-hmm. differently the handle is actually priced at below cost uh, so it's actually cheap to buy a new handle but then the razors are, are priced in a way that you know as because the handle by itself is not valuable you have to purchase enough razors then as you keep buying razors over a period of a long time uh, gillette is able to recover the cost on the handle and then also make a profit over the combined cost of combined selling of razors and the handle this is also followed by amazon by the way when you buy a kindle uh, the kindle device itself is actually priced close to cost or lower than cost 
but then with each book that you buy that's where amazon is actually making money so it's a, it's become very common uh, but yeah the idea comes from the lifetime value of the customer this is a great insight by the way i didn't know about these things amazing yeah go ahead so so taking this keeping this aside we were talking about right. pricing uh, pricing with the value and then we'll move to the next thing yeah 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 so just uh, pricing so basically you want to do some sort of a value based pricing and not a cost based pricing so in value based mm. pricing you want to figure out how much customers are willing to pay uh, so uh, there's there's no great answer for this one one approach that people use is they look at compete uh, compete is a great source of uh, figuring out how much you should price so say you've built a product you want to sell it you don't know how much customers are going to pay look for the nearest competition and see if customers are happily mm. paying that or if they are you know uh grudgingly paying it and then look at your value proposition if it's very similar uh then you can probably charge the same amount of premium uh another way of doing this is actually i've seen people do surveys uh where you actually go out and show a product to to a person and then they, and you actually ask the person how much are they willing to pay for this product uh mm. some you have to take these answers with a pinch of salt because when people say they will pay 100 dollars for a product it's very different from actually paying 100 dollars to buy the product so uh keep that in mind but i have seen people actually doing uh, real surveys to understand what is the right price uh, for the product after getting all of this the third step is figuring out do you want to do a one time payment or some sort of a subscription based payment and i think this depends on the kind of value you're adding in the product if it's the kind of a product which is used recurringly uh and uh, there is no sort of depreciation i'm i'm using these terms feel free to <laughs> cross question me if there's no depreciation <laughs> sure. in the product uh then you can actually go for a for a subscription based uh, uh payment model it's the idea is just that you know customers are, are uh, it's always easier to convince a customer to pay 10 dollars for 10 months than ask the customer to pay 100 dollars up front uh there is mm-hmm. time value of money that comes into this there is also the fact that you know you are you are the customer is paying less money at one go so therefore the customer is not so bothered about it um so all of these the psycho psychological factors that play in uh, in fact this this uh, something called behavioral economics i'm going off on a tangent mm-hmm. here but behavioral economics has done a lot of studies on how people perceive money uh, and uh, how willing they are to to spend and a lot of these things actually go into modeling your subscription payment so when netflix has decided it's 799 or 1299 uh, uh, price strategy a lot of this has gone mm-hmm. there's also something called price anchors but yeah i guess I guess I'll just leave it at that so you can probably you know someone's interested you can just google into it and then figure out more about it. Yeah price anchoring is a very smart technique I mean uh, that's why yeah. Windows is able to sell at uh, say $100 and your uh, apps on App Store do not sell more than 3 to $4 that's the highest range wherein you have your apps right. So I was reading about yeah. it that's an interesting thing there. I think the biggest proponent of So yeah I just think the biggest proponent of of uh, ang- price anchoring is I think the iPhone. Uh iPhones will always release one model which they probably don't even want to sell but the hope is that it anchors the price and then they'll release one more model which is slightly lesser than that um and then mm-hmm. you know people feel that they're getting a discount on the other model because you know it's it's $50 lesser than the other one and uh, they'll go ahead and buy it but Apple in- initially never intended to probably you know have that first model sold. So yeah people oh. are willing to put out products solely with the intent of just anchoring prices um so yeah i think that happens a lot if you if you go to these websites you no know, where they sell courses and all especially on tech courses they would say hey this is 600 dollars and then they would say 
but for th- 30 days this is in you can get this for 30 dollars so suddenly your mind calculates oh my god 95% discount uh, that's exactly. great but you won't think whether 30 dollars is good enough price for this course or not you know so yeah. that that also happens there one thing which yeah. i want to talk about is uh, this comes from some experience when uh, uh, when we work on workshops you know selling workshops we do ab testing also with pricing you know uh, for mm-hmm. some day we will show it for 50 dollars some day we will show it for 70 dollars see which price is selling more tickets and then price it accordingly after that so is ab testing a good process is is that followed in industry otherwise as well um yeah um i i think i think you could technically theoretically you could do it i'm not i'm not aware of uh, real examples where you're ab testing prices of products uh like i don't mm-hmm. know if e-commerce is doing this uh, uh mm-hmm. simply because uh, it, it get, you're getting into a gray area you don't want like two people to see uh, the same product and then have different prices uh, show up for them um mm-hmm. on where however there are some areas where this is done where you kind of build models um uh, of for the customer and then price it so this is actually called uh, i think it's called predatory pricing um so for example when you want to buy that airline ticket the price that you see and the price that your fa- your friend sees never be the same when you're booking in uber the price that you see and another uh, you know right, another person sitting next to you will book uh, they will not see the same price so these are all this is done by uh, you you basically build a model for each customer when you have that data for the customer uh, you mm. can actually understand better what the willingness to pay uh, for this customer is and then you can price it accordingly of uh, a, a, a fun fact i'm not sure how how true this is but i think uh, i will not take names but a reputed person has uh, has definitely told me that if you book your uber ride from an iphone uh, versus mm. an android phone that has been factored into the price and therefore uh, one small parameter in the in the entire mathematical model is uh, taking into account mm-hmm. that you want an iphone and therefore you could be priced a little more than an android phone wow so basically if you are if you are the one who's pricing the product you should factor as many factors as you can to take the user or the buyer into account isn't it that's the lesson we can learn from it yeah so i i think i think yeah so if you if you're selling a product to a customer where you know the customer you have all the data uh then you should definitely factor that in so this is this is common in platforms where you're selling uh, uh subscription kind of services but in in examples where you're selling a product out to the whole general market like if you're on an e-commerce and you're selling a book uh you can't really charge a different price to different people because you don't really know who these customers are who are buying uh there it gets a little hard but if you have data points on the customer i think predatory pricing is a fairly accepted uh, uh standard now although there are some ethical questions around it but it's, mm. it's it's become a standard now so yeah um, airlines and hotels are are like the biggest proponents of predatory pricing that that's that's great we had a great discussion around pricing actually if you if you look back around mm. it we we talked about a lot of things uh, and we are coming to a hard stop so any closing thoughts yeah. sarosh around pricing and pricing the saas before we close yeah, this so session yeah so i think uh, uh, specifically for saas products you would you would have to get into some sort of a value based pricing that would be my only uh, uh, take away and make sure you understand your costs it's very common to uh, i think if you're working in a small setup your costs are not are very clear and you don't have to worry about it but when you're working in larger groups it's apportioning costs becomes a problem so understand your costs mm-hmm. follow value based pricing uh, figure out the right pricing model subscription based or one time payment uh in a, a, try to take into account all the data about the users to have some sort of dynamic or predatory pricing i think these would be the only takeaways 
Wow, amazing revision you did, man! In forty seconds, that was a fast revision session. So I'll catch you up in the next session. Anybody who's listening, right. we are doing this series of uh, 